0: Welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast it's the podcast where a filmmaker a comedian and their fabulous guests wander down the endless corridors of the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed with these are grown-up eyes and this is an extra special episode it's episode 100 big trouble in little china a movie selection from 1986 about which IMDb says a rough-and-tumble trucker and his sidekick face off with an ancient sorcerer in a supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. We have a supersized 100th episode for you today. Uh, I'm Chrissy Lenz, director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And here for the 100th time
1: is... Oh, uh, Nathan Blackwell, filmmaker, uh, podcaster, and we've got uh, two of our favorite guests with us.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, No particular order. Introduce yourself at the same time. i I think i'm in the five timers club
2: this turns
3: me into a five timer i think in the last episode i said it was the the wrong amount but this time it is five because i did the breakfast club and i did romancing the stone and i did the thing which i really liked and i did predator and now
0: So, as you can hear, the boys both decided to do a bit rather than introducing themselves. So, I will go ahead and let you know that our guests today are author Craig Michael Curtis and actor Adam Reaney, Both stars of the award-winning Last Movie Ever Made, uh, Nathan's most recent feature film. And they're both frequent guests on most excellent 80s movies podcast so we're super excited to have them with us doing all of the bits on episode 100 <laughs> Ooh, oh my gosh I'm, I'm so happy to have both of you guys here um you have been our uh most stalwart and uh, exciting guest, so thank you for being here on episode 100 Woo-hoo.
3: you're welcome happy to be here
1: Yay! It took took a lot of restraint to not cover Big Trouble in Little China until now. Um, It did. Were you waiting for the 100th? Yep, we saved it for the 100th.
3: Knowing you, I feel like this is a very formative movie for you. Mm. And uh, my wife turned to me as we were watching it last night and said "It it was during the beginning train station scene. As soon as Kim Cattrall shows up, it's like Oh, is that why Nathan cast you and Gabby?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would happen.
3: Not consciously. Not... I was like, I think deep That's... down you might be right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's starting to make sense.
1: I am attracted to the charismatic idiot who is who has confidence, um, but obvious flaws. It's your um, boy right here. And then and then uh, the perfect foil to that is a smart woman who knows what she's doing, but is not always right all the time, you know. And so I think uh, that comic, that comic dynamic is very appealing to me.
0: Well, this movie's got that for sure. Um, Is this is this your favorite movie, Nathan?
1: Um it's definitely like in the top 3. It's 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 tough to call this my favorite when Raiders of the Lost Ark exists. Mm. But I think that they will will kind of like swap like I, you know my favorite genres are adventure and comedy but I prefer adventure comedy ones that are on the spectrum of that, you know. Yeah. Like like Indiana Jones is way more adventure but there's definitely comedy. Mm-hmm. And this is in in a lot of ways way more comedy. But it's not wearing the comedy on its sleeve. Like, you have to kind of like, wait, this is a comedy, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's it doesn't present itself as a comedy. And then the ones that are like way farther on the the comedy spectrum are like Three Amigos and Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know. But yeah, this is this is this is one of my top movies. It's not one that I necessarily found as a as a young child. Um, but as a teenager, maybe that Mm. I kind of discovered, and I kind of like caught clips of it because we didn't have cable. I only saw like cable movies, HBO movies, when I went to my grandpa's house. So I I, I didn't have the luxury to sit down for two hours and to take over the TV, and so I would just see weird 10 minute snippets of what is this movie? (laughs) You know, like you'd see like the shootout in the alley or you'd see like the big fight at the end and, and, and yeah, it just kind of, it kind of blew my mind. And eventually I, I was able to, to see the whole thing.
0: There are so many parts of this movie that I forget about, even though I've seen it so many times, I think I've seen it a a lot of the same way that you have in different like bits and bops, like different chunks of it here and there. So I always forget that there's a whole beginning with egg at a lawyer's office,
3: (laughs) which has never paid off.
0: No, like, <laughs> I want to see the trial.
1: <laughs> well, it's because they added that in after they shot the whole movie, because the, the studio was like, no, it, like, we need to signal to the audience that he's supposed to be a hero because he's an <laughs> idiot. We need some character to say he saved our ass like he is a hero. He is great. And honestly, there's only one act that Jack Burton committed at, at the end that would make like Egg Shen. we are him. all in his debt, yeah, exactly. This is literally just one act he did.
3: What throwing that um, knife,
1: yeah, killing. Well, he Second killed Lopan, yeah, he mm-hmm. killed Lopan. Like, all, all this, it's like oh, he yeah, didn't yeah, what, kill
3: Lopan, his reflexes did. <laughs> well, <laughs> when he tried to kill him, he just hit that gong. Mm-hmm. Well. I feel like the real winner of this story, the real hero, is Jack Burton's reflexes.
0: Yeah, because
3: it comes up at the beginning scene with the bottle, and you're like, "Whoa, this character's really awesome!" And then you see more, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's an idiot.
1: This guy's a dumbed (laughs) up."
3: And then at the end, you're like, "Oh yeah, he has that one reflex thing. Mm
1: -hmm. He has high dexterity." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I totally get what critical hit dexterity when they first saw this didn't get the movie mm-hmm. you know because there's a couple of secrets in the movie uh one of it is that it's actually kind of a western it was adapted from a western you know
3: what elements um, are carry over from then yeah
1: um i i i would say not a ton but just the whole idea that that uh, that jack that uh, Kurt Russell is kind of doing a John Wayne impersonation. Yeah. You know, okay. Like he did, he did Clint Eastwood in, in escape from New York. And, and he's just doing like a full on John Wayne impersonation. And it's really kind of the character who rides into town, loses his horse and, and gets sucked into an adventure. And then the ending where he doesn't settle down, he's got to keep going. You know, he can't settle down with Kim Cattrall.
3: Doesn't even kiss her.
1: That's very much kind of a Western ending, you know, where he's just got to he's got to go and leave everyone and probably and maybe never see them again. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's got to go from town to town.
2: Never can tell.
1: Yeah.
0: There's also a part with the in the battle where they bring out the guns. They're in a battle in the alley that they just dr- mm-hmm. they just accidentally drive into and the guy like suddenly they have guns and the guy does that like western finger wiggle oh, yeah. thing. He's got the
3: gold pistols.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good.
3: I feel like I saw that actor die 3 times in this movie though.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Someone resed him. Um uh but, but the other thing is that this is where the studio like what the F you know like the studio wanted like another Rambo mm-hmm. Um, and and what happened was is that the other secret of this movie is Jack Burton is the sidekick yeah mm-hmm. A- and, and Wang is the real hero and he thinks Jack Burton thinks he's the hero and acts like he is like alright everyone calm down I'm here you know like he thinks he's the central figure but he's not like he doesn't get with the exception of killing Lopan at the end. If he hadn't done that, <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, he's just that kind of like the dick tag along, <laughs> you know, the, the guy who talks while we're trying to sneak around.
3: Yeah. And he was like Lopan of like the four big bads is the least threatening. Yeah. Like he got to kill the old man instead
2: of fighting the elements. Yeah. Right. Like uh lopan of the four of them dies second and you still have two of the elements left alive after he's dead and uh at the very end of the movie if we're not talking you know uh in order uh one of the things i was struck by was the fact that like jack burton is almost killed by security guards as he's running for his truck
0: yeah (laughs) after
2: having killed all of these supernatural menaces um and, like, oh, that would have been an ennoble end if, like, oh, there's a truck right out at the exit. And then these, like, six security guards with, like, pistols shoot him down.
3: Oh, um, what happened to Jack Burton? Sintos <laughs> got him.
2: <laughs>
0: Where have the security guards been this whole time? They're just up in the front room watching this all unfold on monitors, yes. waiting for their time to shine.
2: They're, they're watching the movie, waiting for their moment.
0: Yeah, They're
3: union, so they, they're not allowed to do much they're not
0: allowed to go under they can't go underneath the city they have to stay on top of the city
3: you're gonna run through my lobby now it's my time
0: yes (laughs) this is
2: on my
3: watch
0: so like i said there's a lot that happens in this movie that i completely forget about the whole beginning at the lawyer's office like you forget how they get to little china and how uh like sort of convoluted it is because they do a whole gambling thing where they're uh they stay up all night gambling and they're just like
3: But what uh, is the what is the game they're playing? I don't understand.
0: I don't either.
1: Dominoes. Yeah. Chinese it was- Dominoes.
0: It looked like three card Monty at one point.
2: I think they were switching games around. Um mm-hmm. the first uh-huh. game where they're doing odds and evens. I got the impression it was like them flipping over like a little cup that had bugs or something in it. Yeah. And then the- like I'm not entirely sure. I thought what it was the a mantis was.
3: cockfight.
2: Yeah, something yeah. like
3: in Enter the Dragon.
2: How many survive? Three of them, so Jack wins, and that was it. Uh, that's that's the only thing they were they were doing. It was just odds and evens on something that couldn't be fixed. Yep. And you can't see because it's off. It's just off screen. But uh, I, I it, it looked like they're just gambling in general and playing the most obscure games. Yeah, dominoes at the end. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a whole night of, all right, I bet that that cockroach will get across that gutter in less than 10 seconds. I win. And it's just, what what else can we gamble about tonight? Yeah. Mm. And
0: he's won. he's up like a thousand something dollars, which seems like a lot if you're doing one and two dollar bets here and there on random things.
3: Mm -hmm. Not a bad night.
0: Not a bad night at all. And they go double or nothing if he can chop a bottle in half, which he can't. That's when we learn about uh, Jack's mighty reflexes. Uh, And now they're on this adventure together because then they have to go fetch the thousand dollars. But first they have to stop by the airport and pick up Wang's bride who like, what are you doing staying up all night gambling if your if your lady is coming into town
3: well, you got to kill time. What are you going to do? That's a, that's a night where you're not going to get to sleep.
2: Yeah, it's been five years since night. you've
3: seen that lady. Like when my wife, the first time she visited me, because she was living in New York, and then I had to take her to the airport. When I came home, I tried to watch Parks and Recreation, and I was like, this show sucks. I hate this show. <laughs> this show's trash. It's one of my favorite shows, but in that circumstance, yeah. you need something. Something to Something distract to
2: eat,
3: you. Yeah. So it's like when you have all the night. flu
2: and nothing tastes right.
3: No,
2: mm-hmm. you just well, you just weak. need to get through the night.
3: His soul and his spirit were going north and south. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think Fact. he secretly wanted someone to come with him to the airport, and it was just a long con to get uh, to get his friend to come with him to the airport? That's interesting
3: because later on we hear him say, "Oh, this is Jack Burton, that guy you're always talking about." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to introduce them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Bromance, bromance,
0: bromance. He wanted
3: to get all of his favorite people together. That's great.
0: But at the, you hopefully you can clear this up for me though because I was a little confused. So at the airport. The Lords of Death are there to kidnap the girl that the lawyer Gracie Law is trying to sponsor into the country, but instead they accidentally kidnap Wang's uh, girlfriend. So
1: they're there to
3: kidnap Chinese girls.
0: Just any Chinese girl.
1: She just got in the way. They're just selling girls to the White Tigers, which is, you know, a a, a whorehouse. Chinese whorehouse. It's also the
3: mascot for my daughter's elementary school. (laughs)
1: The white tiger. (laughs) Perfect. Um and so she just got in the way. They were going for
0: accidentally kidnapped the wrong girl.
1: Yeah. Even though they're associated with the bad guys, they're kind of at a lower ecosphere of crime. And so they're not really tapped into the um the machinations of the plot.
2: Yeah, they're a couple tears down just going on a joyride. Yeah, oh, yeah, They're,
1: yeah. they're yeah. level one through five minions.
3: Am I wrong in saying the fact that she was kidnapped sort of led to the rest of the story because they're like, oh there's a green-eyed girl. Now that's circulating in the underworld who's going to pay the most for this green-eyed girl Lopan's like, oh, I need
1: one of those I'm mm-hmm. going to send
3: these supernatural mm-hmm. monsters.
1: Yeah, so that's why this the three storms attack the white the white tiger, you know they're not like oh, just send them over. It's not total cooperation. So they full on like snatcher mm-hmm. and and do property damage. You know.
3: By the way, another thing my wife said in the movie was as soon as Jack Burton went in undercover, she was like, "Oh, there's Dan Rodandon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was this her first time seeing the movie?
3: It's her first time seeing it sober.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Um this is definitely a movie to enjoy with a couple of cold ones. Mhm. And that's why yeah. you, that's why you always watch this movie again and you're like, I don't remember this part. I don't remember this whole Yes. Like why are they fighting in the alley? Why are the three storms at the fight in the alley before we even get to the part where they're infiltrating the whorehouse?
2: Yeah, and how many beers in are
1: you when you get to the Wing Kong exchange and
0: Yeah.
3: What is the Wing Kong Exchange?
0: It's the place.
1: Import exports. They import a lot of weird stuff.
0: They've got so many elevators that go down oh, into the, many it's, many hells. Yes.
3: When the actor who learned his lines phonetically is giving the tour.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's another secret to this movie which is that a lot of the dialogue is ex- is inspired by old like Howard Hawks movies, you know old screwball comedies mm-hmm. like anytime there has to be exposition and there's like four or five characters it's very screwball comedy in terms of the dialogue and the snappiness
3: that scene you know, where they it's... introduce the reporter mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah
1: any it's pervasive there's at least four or five moments especially anytime gracie law is uh is involved you know, like that style of of dialogue, that snappy repartee, that old style, like Howard Hawks influence, yeah, is there. And 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 I, I no doubt it it bumps for some people, but I think it's great and quirky.
3: What are? This is a question for all three of you. What are some of your favorite lines from that?
1: It's ex, so it's extreme. Like the whole movie is. in, it, I know everyone says this about their favorite movies, but it's extremely quotable. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like for me, like the son of a bitch must pay. It was never intended to probably be a quotable moment, but mm-hmm. that to me always comes up. You know, I I love that whole, um, you know, like uh, keep the home fires burning if I'm not back I by dawn. Call the call president. president. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, you know, it's like that's a it's, fun one just to it's kind a, of like a great capture for the, the conversation.
2: That there. yeah, exactly. Very yeah. John Wayne.
1: You could just add it. You just you could just use the ending, you know, the like, oh, yeah, if, you know, I'm going to go get the the, the groceries at the in from the car if I'm not bad, Call the president. You know,
0: I like all the quotes at the beginning when it's just him and the pork chop Express. And he's like, let mm-hmm. me tell you what old Jack Burton would mm-hmm. say at a time like this.
2: Taps the back of your favorite head against the barroom wall and ask <laughs> you if you paid your dues. Yes, sir. The check is in the mail.
1: He's like one of the first podcasters like he is just on an open CB like doing his own radio show. Yeah. I'm sure that's a public channel. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: that's got to be really frustrating. If you're out there listening on your CB, you get to hear him for like six, seven minutes as he drives by and then nothing. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Then you're like, what is going on with Jack Burton? he see he was just he seemed like he was going to have a really exciting day. He dropped off his load at Chinatown. I was uh I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Mm I want to know what old Jack Burton would say at a time like this. He's not answering his blog. (laughs) He would have a blog, I think. He went on Mm -hmm. to have a blog.
1: Uh,
0: I completely forget that there's the uh the reporter and the other guy even in this movie.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I, you know it's like obviously this movie is Eddie and Margaret right. This movie is deep in my heart. There's maybe one or two, like a lot of movies, like Raiders Lost Ark is kind of like a perfect movie, you know, like Empire Strikes Back is is kind of perfect. But there's, you know, there's maybe one or two things, very slight things that don't really make um, sense. Yeah, it's not that they don't make sense. They just seem a little extra, Mm -hmm. you know, like the the Margot character I could have done without. Right. Um, the other moment in this movie was like the torture scene with the CGI ball, <laughs> Where with the, like, the oh, animated ball, a Nerf ball. That was great. Uh, nerf...
0: I love that uh-huh. part. I love that.
2: I I thought it was like, it's yeah, it's a
1: little, it it's, just bumped it's, for me a bit. It it's
2: seemed... it's a little Nerf ball, but he's throwing it so hard that it hurts Jack Burton. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. looks like it looks like Wait, a look soft little it. Nerf ball, and it's like, oh. yeah.
3: Speaking of balls, in that. Scene towards the end where the he electrocutes the Castle Gray skull thing and it closes its mouth.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: How many of you like I immediately thought, okay, so this they're doing this to make the pinball machine.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> nom 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 nom.
2: This the is movie gonna be based perfect off of the for that. pinball machine. Yeah. hmm
0: they got they, they when were they building the underground layer to have the escalator? They're like, We need a skull mouth.
2: That mm-hmm. looks so much like a mall, that that last set. Yeah. Everything's neon, the, the Buddha, the, the eight arm Buddha is neon, the escalator mm-hmm. up to the Perfect giant for neon a pinball skull. machine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes this is a movie important. based off of pinball, or at least that sequence was mm-hmm. based off of a pinball. You
3: have that little giant ant pop out to grab your ball.
2: Yep. And then, yeah, he uses the electricity to close the skull. But then the very next scene, like behind Lopan as he's escaping, but then the very next scene, they're going through the skull. And yeah. so I wasn't they're sure. They're just it walking like... through it. Yeah. Like, so much for that. Then they yeah. had to go
3: through the Sasquatch door after he gets kicked in the jewels.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. At this point <laughs> in At the podcast, po- everyone has a cat. With everyone them. get your
1: cats. <laughs> that, that is disrupting so i was thinking it's like like the where, where they like all the neon like originally i you know i could see in the back of my mind and criticize that moment it's like i don't know why it, this evil temple has a l- lot of like interior design and neon going on but like honestly like what do they use it for he's they don't use it for like big gang meetups it's it's set up for a wedding yeah he's know? been uh-huh. planning a wedding two thousand
2: years in the making Exactly.
3: You don't go to a super sweet 16 and be like, oh, they're doing too much.
1: Yeah, it's set up that the grand arcade that that large area is set up for a wedding. And so I think the all the neon is permissible.
0: So but just to run it back a little bit, you're saying that when they accidentally kidnapped a, a Chinese girl with green eyes. And it was really Jack Burton going to try and get her, buy her back from the whorehouse that alerted Lopan that they had a Chinese girl with green eyes.
1: No, so so with Mao Yin, um, they found out through the pipeline without Jack Burton's involvement that they've got to go with oh, green eyes once she knew? was kidnapped. Yeah. Because like it seems like
0: at the whorehouse when he was like, I'd really like a girl well, with green eyes. Too and quick. she pretended yeah,
3: it's... that there was not a girl with green eyes. Right.
1: Yeah, that's, that's way too quick for them to be involved. <laughs> um...
3: <laughs> so while that cat's tail is covering Nathan, um, I wanted to
1: bring up. As a cat, for, uh, listeners, listeners, my, my webcam is being covered up by a cat's asshole.
3: it's being covered by an asshole cat's tail
0: (laughs) (laughs) what did you want to bring up I just
3: wanted to bring up two of my favorite lines from the movie Uh, one is I know there's a problem with your face Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the other one is red light
0: Red why light. did they, oh yeah? The when escape. they escape,
3: after they oh, escape, they the all freak out about not at running the a red light. <laughs> yeah,
2: I,
1: the, one of the reasons why I I love this movie so much is because all of my favorite moments are kind of character moments. You know, it's not like a great one-liner that they come came up with in a punch-up session. It's something that comes out of the characters themselves. Like one of my favorite moments is. Um, you know, when the, when the three storms, um, steal Malian at the white tiger and Jack Burton runs up to rain and, and slugs him right in the face, does nothing, slugs him a second time, does nothing. And then Jack Burton just kind of gives like a a smile and a nod. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. This Uh is where we're at. (laughs) Just that little moment is so good. And yeah, like the, the nonverbal stuff
2: he he's a great like line deliverer in this jack burton but some of his nonverbal stuff like when um um wang is saying yeah my my mind and my spirit are north and south that's why i couldn't slice the bottle and then jack just kind of gives him this smug like nod like yeah of course that's i knew that uh-huh. it, he he's he's and and the eye rolling when he rolled the natural one against um at the very end, throwing the knife yeah. uh, and hitting the gong, and he's just like, like like, my day.
3: And Gracie's look at him
1: <laughs> with with lipstick on his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's such a, another great moment of when they kiss. He gets all the lipstick on his face, and then he proceeds to have the big moment with the villain for like several minutes, Mm -hmm. still with the lipstick smeared all over his face.
3: Every elevator scene is so good.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of elevator scenes. A third of this movie takes place in some kind of elevator. There are like 47 elevators in this uh, secret hideaway.
2: Up or down.
1: I've seen a lot of of bad elevator scenes, and they're all trying to kind of like um, do their version of the Blues Brothers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Great elevator scenes in this movie. Yeah, great elevator scenes. After another. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm feeling very positive about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that <laughs> that whole magic potion that they take at the end is a great device. Yeah, you what know? is it, it like?
3: Just Red Bull?
1: It's so it uh, it allows them to basically do magical things. You know, um, up until now they've been very human and they've struggled, but now they can, everyone can kind of participate in a Kung Fu film yeah. and do, and see things they could, they could never see before, do things they couldn't see before. Do the Ninja do
3: jumping duel over and over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. It yeah. allows
1: them to kind of be superheroes, but with this magical potion. And it's a, it's a really great device um, to kind of like, up it up the movie into a like kind of like a more adventurous genre, you know?
0: So I had another question about that though. Is egg Shen also a 2000 year old timeless creature or is he just, it's been handed down the story.
1: Yeah. That's a great question because they, so they don't explain it. They, they do seem to have a relationship. Oh, you could never beat me egg Shen, you know? It's so it it implies that there's at least been a century between them, hmm. you know. I I like to think that he is as old as, um, I, I,
2: I think they're like they've basically been having this timeless battle. For yeah, he centuries. is his va- and,
1: Van Helsing.
2: Yeah, you know. He says at the end, I I've, I've been waiting for this a long time. I promised myself a long vacation, like he's a long time, more than just like a few decades, but like you know several centuries. Mm-hmm. And now that his work is done, he's basically going to go off into the ether. Yeah,
1: he's going to go into go to Hawaii. Yeah,
3: yeah. What is his vacation? Where where would, where do you think he goes?
1: Yeah, because when Jack suggests go back to the uh, the uh, the motherland, go back to China, he's like, ah, China's in my heart. I did a thousand
3: years there already.
0: Yeah, yeah he's going to go to Vegas.
1: Yeah, he's yeah he's going to go to. Uh... To Atlantic City goes
3: to the Moulin
2: Rouge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Epcot
0: very opposite Mm -hmm. are they friends they're friends right like Wang and Jack are friends we get that impression Mm -hmm. even though it seems like at first they're just like sort of antagonistically uh, gambling with each other so how come nobody knows that he's got a fiance with green eyes if it's this like big special thing like he just hasn't It, it sounds like
2: he's kept it pretty close to the chest. Okay. Yeah, and like I imagine that um, he knows Wang because he goes there like every couple of weeks. Every time he's in San Francisco, he spends the night gambling in this back alley. They just hang, hang out at of the wet Market. There. He's got a yeah. restaurant. And they, yeah, they're just oh, he,
1: he he makes regular deliver. So so his truck is called the Pork Chop Express because he delivers pigs in his Ooh. truck, and so he probably regularly goes to that market where. He sees Wang probably delivers to Wang's restaurant too,
2: and yeah. so they—they're not like best friends. Uh, Wang wasn't going to make him He's best man pork at his supplier. wedding. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. they're yeah. they're buds. They they pork hang out. Pork supplier who likes to gamble. gamble, Yeah, and because... now this obviously made gave them a bond. Uh, this adventure they shared, but uh, uh, before this, I imagine they were just kind of casual acquaintances. Wang probably mm-hmm. doesn't know that Jack Burton has been married before. He just doesn't come up in the gambling, or maybe he just mentions it offhand or something. But yeah, I don't think they're Ooh. best friends. Or anything. What
1: actress would you play? What actress from the eighties would you cast as his ex-wife? Goldie, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh
0: I didn't realize that it was called the Pork Chop Express because he was delivering pigs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just called that. Which emotionally it just- I would
1: find difficult, but yes.
0: Yes.
2: Live pigs?
1: Yes. That would he be actually live- difficult. Yeah. Yes, he, he delivers live pigs. I oh, think wow. Glennie Headley. Mm-hmm. Glennie Headley? That would be the actor. <laughs> the ex-wife?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not getting on the Goldie Hawn train with us?
3: No. Because I, I think... She's pretty great. It would it would just point too much to overboard.
1: Yeah, yeah. she was in Dick, Dick Tracy and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels for reference.
0: Mm-hmm. Good reference. Good reference. Janet
3: the Jackal. <laughs>
0: okay, so then we also think that it's the magic potion that gives him all of the kung fu powers. He has like oh, some 100%, kung fu powers. hundred
1: percent. Like I've mean, we've seen, we've seen Wang or, already. The
2: alternate theory is that, sorry, uh, the alternate theory is that the, the medicine is really just hallucinogenic drugs, and they have a fight, <laughs> but think they're doing super stuff, but it's really just sort of a, a hobo brawl down there with a bunch of wackos. <laughs> and they happen to win, but they think it was so mystical and incredible and kung fu-y. Well, then it's just Because it. only a dream can kill a dream. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
3: Oh, there you go.
0: So Only it was a dream all, can kill a dream. Mm. It was all a hallucination, or like when Jack shoots into the ceiling and uh, the rocks fall on his head, and he's unconscious for a little bit. He dreams. <laughs> yeah, it.
1: mm-hmm. it's kind just, of like a, a, a twisted Alice in Wonderland sort of story, isn't it? Yeah.
3: So s- speak on that.
1: anyways um so no i think yeah i think it's closer to wizard like uh, wizard of oz that they really do kind of travel into another world um Mm -hmm. from the production design i really like how we always feel like we're so it's all bright sunlight until they turn down this alley and then there's fog and from that point they're in another realm and we don't really see the sunlight until the story is kind of done, you know, Hmm. they're always in fog or they're literally underground or there's rain, Mm -hmm. you know, by the way, Nathan,
3: for my funeral March, could you not do it through alleys?
2: okay
1: yeah <laughs> a back alley well, they, were, they were trying to keep it on the down low because they knew i mean everyone for that funeral everyone came with like when it comes time to fight they've got m16s mm-hmm. like you know well, like,
0: but they also have cleavers like half of them have m16s and the other half of them have meat cleavers like look not
1: everyone can afford an
0: m16 okay
3: <laughs> yeah check your privilege
0: Sorry. <laughs> I can't even afford a nice cleaver. So uh I clearly could not be involved in these back alley brawls.
1: There were people with like wooden clubs. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't
3: afford the sashes that they were wearing. They were very fancy.
0: They were very, very nice. I yeah. I think he was brave just to take that semi truck down alleys at all. Like, how is he gonna back out of there? Uh yeah, there's mm-hmm. zero
2: clearance. So nope. uh yeah.
3: First of all, if you run over Lopan, you just keep driving, right? You just
0: Yeah. Just keep going. You got your so car what, and you look. What was Lopan doing <laughs> in the alley at that first part? Like that had they already like He's the Puppet Master.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So he was trying <laughs> to get them involved.
1: Well he was he d de- he doesn't care about Jack Burton or, or Wang at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, he just did appeared. he just
3: see it as an opportunity of like oh these two warring gangs I can wipe both of them out.
1: He's got a lot of machinations going on but that's a good question like what so what were what were the three storms and Lopan doing at at, at that the funeral fight I think it's a it's two a birds with standoff. one
3: stone two birds with one stone situation.
1: Well the, like the um the good guys he knows that they are a, he's their greatest threat. Yeah. Okay, what were they called again?
0: The fighting tongs.
1: The fighting tongs. So they they're associated with Wang Chi, mm-hmm. and then the other gang is basically a, a associated with the Wing Kong, and Lo Pan. So they're kind of proxies. Okay, you know. So and one so- of the
3: gangs is with Lo Pan.
1: Yeah, the well, they're kind of associated with
3: because it looked like the both gangs were like like a scared game. on the other side of the alley, where it's like, oh my, no. My thinking is that we have to forget about our deal. Control.
1: There you yeah. go. It's,
3: okay, we're
2: going to neutralize, and
1: I, I'm yeah, yeah, because we see them in the final fight. We see them at the big fight at the end. We see a number of of the 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 guys in red at the final fight,
0: and the so guys in what, yellow too.
1: Yeah, so whether or not they were getting recruited during that fight <laughs> or that <laughs> yeah. they were part of it already, I think they were part of it already. Mm. Yeah, okay. The, the herd who was being called. Yeah, I, I think Lopan just has kind of a Bond villain style of management. It's like, well, you get in the way of my bullets. Like, uh, that sucks for you. Like, he's going to chew through his own guys.
2: As Wang would say, don't ask questions, just drive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, but then he didn't. He didn't do either.
3: He got out, and then they Mind had this the was- puddle water a- in his yeah. eyes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's temporary. Right. My wife asked it- me
3: that too. My wife asked me why. How does he know it's temporary?
2: Yeah, he knows a lot about very obscure stuff. Has he been blinded by Lopan before? <laughs> he <laughs> That's might have. I imagine, as a little kid, he has seen a dozen of these funeral boss fights that have <laughs> evolved <laughs> into supernatural combat. And has seen people temporarily blinded, and they know he knows that just rainwater from
1: the street will fix that. So mm. is like that, or it's just like sort of positive thinking? You know, it's like, uh, come on, come on, uh, let's cure, cure your blindness. It's only temporary. <laughs> come on, let's let's keep moving. We're moving this way. We're moving this way. We're getting out of the alley. We're splashing pond um,
0: water in your eyes. Um, mm-hmm. none of the none of the back alley brawlers seemed that confused about why there was a semi truck, uh, really blocking a lot of their fighting space.
1: They're very adaptable. I feel
0: they are. They just like, are accepting.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a so that that's another thing about this movie is that I don't feel like 1980s. So this movie was a bomb in eighty six. I don't feel like people
3: in ninety six. Were... It was the bomb.
1: And I think one of the biggest things I don't I I feel like this is not the the thing that differentiates this movie and other like movies with with uh, Asian elements in it during the 80s is that this is like full up a Hong Kong style action movie, like a Kung Fu film. And it's not sanding off the edges for like, it's not the Western people coming up with it. This is genuinely like Asian actors doing a Hong Kong film with, with Asian. um, I mean, it's, it's definitely heightened, but it's, it's it's like Asian choreographers doing it. Like it is a Hong Kong. It is a, a Kung Fu film. And I feel like this would have done a lot better had it come out after Jackie Chan, Had kind of like broken open Mm. like the the kung fu film here in America. You know, like I just don't think that American audiences were ready for that kind of film. Like a lot of them hadn't seen that.
3: So, white America is just thinking, what is going on in
1: Chinatown? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wow, I gotta go to San Francisco and see Chinatown and realize it's just one street with no winding back alleys or anything. But it's, uh, you, you imagine Chinatown in San Francisco is like this whole like
0: Secret 20 world. square
2: mile section of the town. Yeah. And no, it's, it's a street that's all like shops and restaurants,
0: but it's, uh, it's big enough in the movie for Egg Shen to take a bus tour.
1: Yeah. Well, Craig, Craig and I have been, we, so Craig and I have been to San Francisco and we made sure, sure to stand at the gates of, of Chinatown where the bus goes through for a picture nice um there's plenty of room there for a bus tour for sure
0: okay i don't know what else
2: to see you just walk up the street but yeah you shop
0: you shop. You look for may- the elevators that take you down into the yeah, seven the, hills. The,
2: the escalators
3: a lot of hells you're right a lot of hells in the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: chinese have a lot of hells
1: that may not be historically accurate but it may it may also be i that i don't know i
3: So, Nathan, I have a question for you and Craig. When you went to Chinatown, Mm -hmm. did anybody ever call it Little China?
2: We did. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Does that count? (laughs) They looked at us with, I'm going to say admiration when we said that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Little Italy is a thing.
2: Yeah. And
3: Chinatown's a thing.
2: Right. But Little China... they never call it little China in the actual movie, do they?
3: No, they call it Chinatown, oh, yeah,
2: yeah, China but
3: that's Town. already a big movie mm-hmm. yeah
0: this movie, by the way, came in seventy second on the uh domestic box office for nineteen eighty six
3: Wow, what came in seventy
2: first
0: Firewalker,
1: oh my God, which wow. is. What is that a movie? More successful. That's a movie that but it's also one that I've been wanting to get on the podcast. That's Chuck Norris and Lewis Gossett Jr.
0: Well, it did slightly better than Big Trouble in Little China. So maybe What's that's 73? episode 102.
3: Who did it beat? 73
0: be? is Under the Cherry Moon.
1: Under the Cherry
3: Moon? They beat Prince?
0: Yep. My,
1: my my feeling is that the studio like just wanted this one to go away. Like, you know. When they finally saw what they had on their hands, they didn't get it. They did very minimal marketing and they just wanted it to go away.
0: Mm. Well, it's the same thing with The Princess Bride. They just didn't know what to do with it. They're like, we don't know what this movie is. Is it a comedy? Is Mm -hmm. it an action? And and these
1: cross-genre films are like my favorite films. But that movie
3: did have a framing device that paid off at the end.
0: That's true. They, we needed to go back to the lawyer's office, or at least see some 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 sort of litigation. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, it
2: almost like if if Egg Shen is like this spirit who is there to defeat Lopan, and now that his mission's done, he's going to go on a long vacation, um, and basically disappear. Oh, yeah, that's a
1: good question. Did he have? Has he not left for his vacation? Has he come back? Has he come back from his vacation?
2: He went to his lawyer's office. That's where he yeah. went. Uh, Got to and... clear
0: up those legal matters before you go on a nice <laughs> big break.
2: Was that his mm-hmm. lawyer, or was that the DA?
1: Well, he's... it was. It, it was his prospective lawyer.
2: Yeah. If If I'm going to be your lawyer, I need to know some things. I, like, I do you really believe in magic? Because yeah. I can't really. I can't. Like, is he up for charges or something? I guess. Uh, know, he's
1: in, He's a person of interest in the in the investigation. You know. And the really one, really Jack Burton, and if, his truck. Which,
3: Was there a a green explosion that I missed?
0: Yeah, it happened at
1: the White Tiger.
3: uh, Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Is it the White Tiger they're talking about? They're talking, yeah, are are like they investigating the White Tiger?
1: Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, like cross. Like, who is investigating this? Mm -hmm. They're investigating
3: the explosion of the prostitution house.
1: I want to see all the people who are coming in after these scenarios happen, like in the alley. And then, yeah. or, or was the white tiger the first like on the grid thing? And hey, they're investigating that. I have one thing police. to say
3: about the white tiger incident. It's Chinatown, Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
2: forget it, Jack. It's Chinatown.
0: So. I feel like this is going to be a hard movie to give a one to 10 scale for, but on a scale of one uh, eyeball monster that sees and hears things that Lopan instantly knows, to 10 eyeball monsters that. Or see is and it hear one things.
1: monster with 10 eyes?
3: So speaking of the eyeball How monster, did Zoom come out before or after this?
1: Uh, I think it came out after, but I can't be sure. No idea. Because Doom has that guy. It does. Mm. Let's see. Doom came out in 93. Yeah, after. so
3: Doom stole that. And Mortal Kombat stole Raiden. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, I think I read that it was actually inspired by uh, the Mortal Kombat characters. That they, they were inspired by.
1: the. They were inspired by Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Everyone was.
0: Yes. The three storms, and then they all look like Raiden. Um, okay, so.
1: Yeah, because Mortal Kombat also came out in the 90s.
0: Do you give it 10 eyeball monsters, Nathan?
1: Well, I give it, so obviously I'm biased. Of course. Um, But I'm going to give it one eyeball monster with 10 eyes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> If that's if that's allowed, yeah. So, explain yeah, I that. Mean, I mean, I mean, I know it's not a per, I know it's not a perfect movie, but for me, it's perfect. Like you know, it's it's if I had to just have three movies with me on a desert island and a power supply to play the Blu-ray, because I wouldn't accept DVD,
0: of course. Um,
1: <laughs> and streaming would be out of that would that would not be on a desert. Island, right? You could understand if you had a, like a solar powered battery DVD player or Blu-ray player. Of course. Yeah, that makes it, perfect it just, sense. If it was just three movies, then this would be one well, of them. For with sure. streaming,
2: you need a subscription fee. How are you making money to maintain that subscription <laughs> fee? Yeah. On a so this is, island. I this mean, is be realistic.
1: You're you're like a virtual like uh like assistant on like like Home Depot.com or like you know like uh, like a tax return website. What pro- do you have any questions I can answer? Just say so Clippy. That- We're all uh-huh. thinking Clippy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about you, Craig? What do you, how many uh, eyeballs on your uh, eyeball monster do you give Big Trouble in Little China?
2: Well, my 110 eyeball monster, I'm going to give him a slightly wounded uh, uh, one eye that got winged by Jack Burton when he tried to shoot him. And so I'm going to give it nine and a
1: half. Nine and a half. Okay. Just
2: just shy of yeah, these awesomeness.
1: For for me, it's it's a favorite movie or a perfect movie, but you know, you can't expect everyone to have that same
2: This well, is a yeah. very, very, very Nathan movie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Adam?
2: So I have a I have a and
3: I I'm sure you've all heard me say this before. I have a special relationship with this movie. Mm-hmm. This is um a movie that I got to see when I was super young and it was because it was free at the library.
0: Oh,
3: yay. <laughs> so it was and during the summertime in Arizona when it's 120 degrees out and you're a child, you just watch five, six movies in a row and that's that's mm-hmm. what you do till sundown when you can go outside and play. So this was on heavy rotation. <laughs> Along with Aladdin, <laughs>
0: this is Aladdin, the perfect the perfect uh-huh. double feature, and it's a
3: Mad 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 World. Oh my gosh! Oh and oddly man. enough, the movie Greedy.
0: I had never even heard of that.
3: Yeah, I think it was a straight to video with. Uh,
2: was this Phil the um, for for you? Was this the DVD era, or were you still on VHS? Where the no, this is VHS. This is... so the only time you you weren't watching it is when it, the the tape was rewinding.
3: Yes. Watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so this movie is tattooed on my heart. Excellent. So, I mean.
0: I literally
1: have a tattoo of it on my heart. I,
3: I had them cut me open. They did a zipper job on me. and They, <laughs> they were
1: already in there for some reason.
3: hmm They were just trying to see if there was one. And then... Uh, as soon as they found it they did the tattoo we really
1: don't think that there is one we're gonna have to check mm-hmm. we'll pay for this ourselves they were like
3: my god it's so big it's so big put the tattoo on there
1: <laughs>
3: put aladdin and mad 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 world also
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's room
3: there's room so yeah 10 out of 10 eyeballs okay. and then put glasses on those eyeballs so it's really 20. okay
0: perfect Perfect. And then they can see better. Mm-hmm. All right, Chrissy. I give it eight and a half eyeballs. And I'm only taking a couple away because I was a little confused. Even though I've seen this movie 20 times, I'm still always like, wait, why are they kidnapping them? <laughs>
3: I mean, being confused is correct.
1: Yeah. I think that's the lowest score I would allow in Still okay. Friends. Okay. I think that's fine. <laughs>
0: um and what about deep cut recommendations i think it was kind of hard with a movie so beloved Mm -hmm. um you know like obviously you want to recommend something with kurt russell i don't know what were we what were we thinking
2: Mm.
3: i have one if if you don't mind i I would like to recommend kim Cottrell scatting on youtube
0: is that something i can just google
3: Yep, you just google jazz, Kim Petrell doing jazz right? scatting <laughs> on YouTube and it is it's a treat.
2: Is that SFW or is that a different kind of scatting?
3: You can find girls on the internet, right?
2: <laughs> okay, I will I will J- google jazz that. scatting. Okay, okay.
1: I'm looking it up.
3: You should probably play it after the credits. Okay.
1: <laughs> Is it yeah, Adam? Isn't your Instagram like uh, handle Scatfan one?
3: It's my burner, so thanks for outing me.
1: <laughs> oh, mm-hmm.
3: sweet a up poop, sweet up up poop.
2: Craig, what about you? Well, I was trying to think of a good movie to do um, for a deep cut recommendation. It was very hard to come up with one that did justice to this particular movie. What I ended up picking was something I was thinking about all throughout the, the movie, which was this feels like a chaotic Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say... <laughs> playing... Where the
1: players just run amok with the, uh, the, the the adventure.
2: Yes, and like they have traps. You're stuck in an elevator and it's filling with water. What do you do? You just yell at each other. All right, uh, the door opens and you swim out and that will just capture you. Like The Game Master gives them traps that are a little harder... Little above their pay grade and like get bails them out of it. And Jack Burton, okay, big boss fight. I know we've got three other bosses to get to, but he's here now. So throw your knife, natural one. Uh, well he throws it back. Do you want to use an inspiration? Yes. All right, natural twenty, you got him. Yay. <laughs> and now go fight the other two guys, and then go fight the goblins on the way out. It just it feels like, and everything's like you're in a a, a labyrinth dungeon. Do we go up or down the elevator? I don't know. We've been down before. Let's go up this time. Yeah. And like just going through a it, it just feels like a Dungeons and dragons adventure, so I'm going to say, "Tabletop, Dungeons and Dragons.":
0: Perfect. Cool. I love that recommendation. um and it definitely feels like a lot of uh side quests, and there's so many characters that you're like, why is the uh why is the bard here? Why do we have this <laughs> yes. reporter with us?" <laughs> um, they're not, not everyone can be a, to be a hobbit
1: no yeah (laughs) uh what do you think david uh so for me um a movie that really kind of captures some of the same like mixture of adventure and comedy is is thor three ragnarok
0: oh yeah um
1: even so much so that like in the fourth thor movie like he's got like a big trouble in little china inspired shirt like it's definitely for for uh taika Waititi. it's definitely an inspiration mm-hmm. um when he pitched thor 3 um uh to to marvel he goes like oh yeah and so like like in big trouble in china like the character is always asking like why is this happening how is this gonna work what is going on over here and using that as like a device in in thor you know of kind of like moving the story forward like what the heck is going on can you someone explain it to me um and so it it very much has the same energy but if you want kind of like a weird side almost kind of like a nightcap a weird Mm -hmm. side experience from having just seen big trouble in little china um john carpenter's prince of darkness which is very different but it has some of the same actors uh, it like this is only like two or three years later so they still look like the characters he has some of the the same actors in prince of darkness which is very much kind of like a oh satan is coming and he's martin you know, it, it's it's not my favorite john carpenter film but it's kind of a fun weird um experience to see some of those same actors um repeat in a totally different john carpenter film who's in it um so egg shen and and then wing chi are both in it playing uh different characters
2: cool. <laughs> are they different characters in that they have different names but they're the same character or are they completely different? no names? they're they're
1: very different it, they're different but i mean again like the the hairstyles and and the the style is very much the same so it seems like they just came off of one set and went on to the other
0: nice a um, My recommendation is, I guess, more similar to Craig's. I was just thinking that the, this is a movie that is for people who love this movie to be inspired to do other nerdy things. So I want to recommend Phoenix Fan Fusion, uh, which is the Arizona uh, Comic Con. It's coming up in the first weekend in June. And hey, guess what? Uh, the Most Excellent 80s Movies podcast will be there recording an episode uh, about Ooh. Star Trek for the voyage home. So why not? If you love Big Trouble in Little China, you're going to have a lot of fun things at Phoenix Fan Fusion that will inspire you and make you want to buy things and make you want to go see panels and uh, cosplay inspired by it and such. So uh come to phoenix fan fusion come see us and say hi uh and see our panel
3: I have one question Yes Is the honky tonk man going to be there
1: <laughs> The honky tonk man Last time we were at the uh, Adam and I were uh, at the Phoenix uh comic-con now fan fusion we we had a booth for our web series the voyage trek for voyage oh, Trackers, yes. and we were right across oh, from the honky tonk man yeah doing signatures so he would just walk over being bored and just chat us up
0: excellent was he fun
1: he was yeah, fine he, he had a lot of complaints about the comic-con but uh <laughs> he's fine
3: he wanted Hi. uh people funneled to him
1: Oh, I see. Well, he wanted you he wanted to, the to be able, responsible for so, that. Uh, yeah. He wanted to be able to hang out at the head of the line and kind of like meet and greet people as they came in, as they walked by. But they said, no, you've got to stay at, at your booth. And so he felt mm-hmm. he didn't want that barrier between him and the and I, I get see. That.
3: Is there anything less honky tonk than that barrier? Hmm. No, yeah.
0: no,
2: it's not no, very honky tonk at all,
0: not very honky tonk at all. <laughs> Um speaking of which a decent deep cut recommendation would be the last movie ever made since we have uh, so much of the cast here.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, which brings so, us to our plug segment. Is there the, what can the people sh-
1: The shameful plugs. Yeah. Um yeah, so the um so the last movie ever made, our, our feature film which Adam and Craig both uh star in it um uh it is playing at the chattanooga film festival um you can there's actually an online portion of the film festival so even those of you who are not going to chattanooga which includes myself um uh you can through their through their festival uh watch it watch the film online um, and I don't have that information yet. They haven't sent it to me. I don't know what date it is playing. Um, but I know that the festival is um, hang on, the festival is in June during June 23rd to June 29th. Awesome. So I would recommend if you if you really are interested um, uh, during that time, check out the Chattanooga Film Festival website. Or check out our social medias, because we should know by then. Okay. Um, And you can go to Squishy Studios, or you can go to Last Movie Ever Made on the social medias, and you can check out our movie.
0: Awesome. Uh, Craig, where can people find your authorings?
2: Uh, You can find me on craigmichaelcurtis.com and my Facebook page. And I would reiterate uh, to uh, check out The Last Movie Ever Made, if you can. Fly out to Chattanooga and um, uh, talk us <laughs> And then us watch up. it online. <laughs> yes. Uh, just follow us wherever we, we are playing. And then, yeah, watch us online in your hotel room.
0: Awesome. Adam, what do you got going
3: on? i it go to the last movie ever made anywhere you can see it. Yeah. And then uh, if you want to, you can go to redbubble.com and just search Adam Rini, A-D-A-M-R-I-N-I, and buy a shirt i made
0: cool i think everybody should go buy a shirt you made
3: go buy it will ya
0: go buy it for a
1: sticker Uh, the stickers
0: are a dollar
1: well you'd be a fool not to buy one i got i got for christmas i got everyone one of your your christmas cards and they were confused and i had to describe it i love that
3: (laughs) that's what i want i want confusion out in the marketplace
0: Perfect. (laughs) It goes perfectly with the movie Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, confusion in the marketplace um thank you guys so much not only for being a guest on our 100th episode but for being guests so often throughout our run here on the most excellent 80s movies podcast uh it truly is a delight to have both of you and hopefully we'll have you on the next 100 episodes to uh, give your opinion i think there's still a few 80s movies we haven't done yet right nathan
1: yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We can at least get twenty-five more episodes out of this thing. Okay,
0: well,
3: I good. need to maintain my five percenter status.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> we got to have you on every fifth episode then. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy the bonus content for our members, which is all of our ideas of uh, what a sequel would be like. Um, if there was a sequel so uh, stay tuned for that uh, you can also like rate review thumbs up star whatever uh, approval rating your podcast server uses please give us your approval we seek it so desperately um, and when you're out there in the world please keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto on mine be excellent to each other And party on. Party on. on,
2: Live, laugh, love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the new motto. All right.